Hi, everybody. My name is Janaya, and welcome to Cause That's My Business, a podcast where we talk about entrepreneurship, business tips and skills, and sometimes just life, depending on how I'm feeling that day. So let's get into the next episode. Hello. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Denaya. Welcome to the podcast because that's my business. An inside look into the life of a successful entrepreneur in the making. Here on this podcast, we just talk about the life of an entrepreneur, the steps of becoming a successful entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just got, you guys just get to watch me on my journey. Right. Um, today, we have a special guest, uh, a guest to me. I mean, not a guest to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a guest to me, but a guest to y'all, my dear friend Arden. What's up, y'all? My name is Arden. I'ma just give y'all a little, you know, info about me. So I'm an entrepreneur, vendor distributor. I have my own clothing brand. I it's currently been a year in the making. So it's been a year and I also teach people i sell vendors and i just help people you know attain their business goals or help create them content for business and you know just helping people out with the social media aspect in the behind the scenes that business owners don't always that 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 they're not prepared for so definitely okay so i'm glad that you brought up your one year anniversary because that was one of my questions. So I wanted to ask you, like, how how does it how did it feel coming up on your one year anniversary? Like, how did that feel knowing that you made it into one year? And where were you at when you started versus where you at now? So I'm glad you. This is a real good question. So when I first started my brand, I just was everywhere. You know, like I just. You know, when you first jump into something, you don't know what to expect, especially when you don't have, you know, someone to guide you. And like I said before, that's what I do as well now, because I didn't have someone to guide me. I didn't have someone to help me, you know, build my marketing strategies, come up with ideas, advertising, you know, just all of that. So what I I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, yeah, it just made me feel like like I was a lost soul, you know, like I was lost. I didn't know where to start. And some and sometimes when you first start a new venture, you're scared. And I've been learning, you know, to not be scared, You be, be fearless and take every challenge to the head. So I just was, you know, nervous, afraid. But now. I'm more confident than ever, you know, like having my business for a year. It's a huge accomplishment because I've seen so many people, you know, just enter the game and leave right away. Like I'm blessed to have been doing this for a year. It's going to be forever to go. So, yeah, now I'm more confident than ever. I've learned so much. I have so much knowledge I'm willing to teach. Right, and I feel like back to you when you were saying like you were scared. Honestly, like I feel like I say this all the time, but you know, if you're not 
afraid, then is it really growth? You know, right. growth warrants change and it warrants fear, but growth is for the better. Change is always for the better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's good, and I'm really proud of you, and I'm really happy for you. Thank you. But um, I think it's time to take it back a little bit. I think we should talk about like how we met and like where we met, at. and I feel like where we were at when we met versus <laughs> where we're at now right. in our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> so um, we both went to um Newtown High School. That's a yeah. um that's a high school in Baltimore County. That's in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the same grade, class of twenty twenty. Unfortunately, we'll get to that though. Sadly, um, don't speak about it. <laughs> no, we. we <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm, if I like, if I'm not mistaken, we we met we met through a mutual friend. At the time, that was his girlfriend, and that was my friend, like my school friend. Mm-hmm. And um, we met through that friend, but then I guess we just kind of clicked, like our personalities clicked. Yeah, because I feel like me and Janai, like, we really are characters. Like, we just say anything that comes to mind. We always laugh and having a good time. So I just feel like us, you know, vibing and branching off to have a, a relationship on our own was just bound to happen. Yeah, definitely. And, like, this is definitely one of the friendships that has carried like away from high school because mm-hmm. you know a lot of them don't because right. when you're in high school and when you leave high school like you're two different people at that point right like you are far from the person that you entered high school you right. know what i mean yeah. and i'm like if i'm not mistaken we became friends in what 10th grade 10 yeah i was right. thinking like I, I was thinking like end of ninth kind of yeah it was in the ninth because yes. i remember i had on this oh my god i had this Curly big, it, <laughs> it was pitiful. <laughs> Not the Diana Ross way. Oh my god! Like y'all really hated me. <laughs> you hated y'all. yourself. No, don't blame. <laughs> <laughs> me. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. But yeah, and um, you know, only I feel like only true friendships survive by the high school. Honestly, but the thing is, we didn't even expect our friendship to even develop how strong it did. Like, that's the crazy part. The craziest thing about it. And, like, we like we talk pretty often. Like, if we don't talk every day. We talk at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And, like, most of the time when we talk, we're literally in sync. Like, either he's about to text me or call me when I'm thinking about him, or I'll call him or text him when he's when thinking, thinking about, about me. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, it's it so crazy. is. But um, so now that we got that out the way, um, how does it feel? How do you feel about not having a graduation? Um, because um, yeah, because um, oh, let's explain it. So me and him, like I said, we have a class of twenty twenty, meaning that during our graduation season, our you know our ceremony and our senior prom and things of that such our senior year basically of high school literally got canceled by the pandemic um yeah which came <laughs> like, out of nowhere i don't i don't know i said it i say this all the time like i feel like it just had like it just had to be me right like yeah. it's always me <laughs> <laughs> it's always me like it's gonna wait until 2021 right and it's so funny how everybody now having prom graduation but we could have did the same thing that's like what I'm saying. Like, brush this to the curb. 
we just got kicked to the side. Like mm-hmm. y'all get over it. Yo, we had a we had a PowerPoint for a graduation and they forgot me in it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's crazy. <laughs> like that's sickening. Like, do you know how long I waited? I waited twelve years. I'm like, I can't wait till 2020. I can't wait till I graduate. I can't wait to be this place. I can't wait to graduate. I know I'm going to kill seeing prom. This right. None of it happened. Like of it. in the middle of March, school's done. Out of the blue, like on a regular, on a normal Tuesday. Like it was crazy. Like you didn't, we didn't even know that was gonna be our last day in school. Mm-hmm. Was we even in school that day? I don't think so. That's not. That's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> I don't think so. That sounds about right. But Honestly. yeah, I think that's just really crazy how like everybody before us got a graduation and now everybody after us is going to continue to have a graduation. Exactly. It was just our year, I guess. I, I, I guess so. So um, was it a big transition for, for you just to like end school abruptly and then go into just like the real world? I guess you could say like quote unquote, because that's what they like to call it. Right. Um. For me personally, no, because I feel like I've been, you know, preparing myself for just the world, period. Like, I'm aware of how hard and crazy this world is. You know, like, I feel like I've been preparing, but it's like it's no preparing for the real world. You know, like, it's it's some things will just happen out the blue. It's like, yeah, how it doesn't matter how much you try to calculate things. Some things would just, you know. So has anything like that ever happened in your business? Like it just something happened abruptly, and like it made you change like your whole plan. Not yeah, yeah. So like only I haven't honestly been through any like tragic, huge problems with my business. Like I've only had small well. At the time, it was big. You know, I was stressed about it. But looking back, you know, big situations at the time become very small because after you handle it, mm-hmm. it's done for. But, yeah, like, I've dealt with a couple orders not getting at the right address. You know, small things like that. Um, oh, what I used to really do was sometimes I would over... What's the word? Like, I would say if I have two shirts in the small mm-hmm. I would probably like it would probably be three shirts or four shirts or let's just say I put one shirt and I have none you know like that was my big problem because I'm just starting my business I have a like when I first dropped I had my website so I mm-hmm. dropped you know the professional way so I wasn't really used to because when people were buying it they were buying it from my car you know on hand or and online so okay. it was just sometimes a lot to try to keep up with it. But, you know, like I said, small problem, big problems at the time become small. So I've dealt with it. Now it's never going to be a problem again. Right. Um. So as far as customer service, could you give the listeners any tips on 
um, as a new black owned business dealing with customer service, because I know like there's a lot of, I feel like it's a lot of stigma and controversy when it comes to black owned businesses. And when they make mistakes, like you always hear, Oh, that's why I don't support black businesses or it's always fine with black businesses or this why you can't support black people. So could you give the listeners any tips on just dealing with customer service or trying to get over those humps like you did? So first thing, I hate when people say that, oh, I'm not supporting a black, like, why not? Why wouldn't you support a black business? Any, It's just like any other business, you know, people have their errors. Nobody's perfect in life. So, and the thing is, people don't do that to big businesses. Like, exactly. people give them so many tries, so many shots, chances. But when it comes to a small black business in particular, they will be so quick to shut it down or hate make a hate train about it, you know? I say this all the time, and it's like, y'all still eat Chipotle, y'all still shop at Walmart, Chick-fil-A. Y'all, still eat at, y'all still eat at Chick-fil-A, like, you go to Walmart, you already know the lines is gonna be through the through the store, but you still go there, because exactly. they, and I feel they like convenient. they're com- right, but I feel like they're comparing these big billion dollar corporations to somebody who's just working alone. You know, it's only exactly. one person running that business. They one are the customer service. They're the customer service, the media manager, they the shipping team. They do everything that everything. pertains to the business. Exactly. So what are some tips for some people who need some guidance in that? The customer service part. Honestly, what I would just tell you is make sure like customer service is the number one thing that will keep your business going. Make sure you you always respond on time. Make sure you always tell them, tell the customers, your supporters, how much you appreciate them. Because without them, there's no business. There's no money being made. There's no any fuel in the engine. You get what I'm saying? So just mm-hmm. make sure you let your customers know how special they are to you. And if you treat them like family, treat them as in a guest in your home or just even as your friend, a close friend, they will always appreciate those small moments that you guys have together. And that will always make them a loyal customer to you. Yeah, I definitely do believe in that customer service is key. And with like you saying that you're treating them like family, like a close friend. I feel like that all falls under like building a community basically like mm-hmm. and when I was because I was kind of I kind of been like looking into like celebrities because I was listening to this one podcast called the, like the side hustle pro and mm-hmm. she was like talking about reverse engineering basically seeing like seeing people who is successful in what you want to do and really dissecting it and seeing how it works. So I did that a little bit with, like, Nicki Minaj because, you know, like, or, like, Beyonce, like, you know, they go hard. The bugs go hard for Nicki. Mm-hmm. Beehive go dumb for Beyonce. And it's just, like, I kind of, I'm trying to think, like, why do they do that? But, you know, I would, and I watched, like, so many um, Nicki Minaj, like, interviews when she was just on, like, drop albums and things like that. And she was, like, she was telling us how, basically, like, she would tweet them all the time. Like, she talked to them. Like, I was watching, um, like, the My Time documentary. And mm. she was, like, she literally asked them, like, what time y'all want this song to drop? Like, she talks to the bars as if they're actual friends. 
she right. was in she was in like a listening um a listening interview basically when she had dropped the album Queen and she was like did you guys eat and it was like no she's like okay let's get them some food like what's what's going on let's what's around here like let's get them some pizza or something mm-hmm. so she treats them as if she is truly their friend because like like you said without them she would be nothing without be your supporter exactly without your supporters without your community you're nothing exactly. So I think building a community is like really a huge part of being successful, not only as a business, not only as an entrepreneur, just being like it's huge being on social media in general. Right. Because your community of people is the people who is gonna support you, the people who's gonna buy your merch, the people who's gonna subscribe to this, the people who's gonna do everything to support you because they like you. So just never mistreat your supporters, your customers, your fans, whatever field you are in, never treat them away. Always make them your number one priority. Act as if they are your mother, your grandfather, your cousin, you know, someone that you love and want the best for and, you you know, treat them right. So let me ask you this because I see this all the time. Like, I don't know if you see it, but a lot of times, very often, I see, like, like celebrities going back and forth with people. Like, like, I always see, like, JT or somebody like that, like JT from Sears. Like, I always see her going back and forth with people on Twitter and things of that such. So, I know, like, we're not there yet. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have no trolls or nothing yet. Because, you know, they, they trolling quietly. But Quiet, we, yeah. <laughs> they scared behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind the computer, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> How do you think you would deal with trolls? Like, because I feel like I feel like as a celebrity, like JT shouldn't really even like engage with them just because like you're stupid to their level. Like they're broke. Why are you even responding to them? They they wish they were you. Like, and I'm and I feel like a lot of times like it's like both sides of your brain fighting. It's like yeah, I don't care about it, but you're not ready to play with me. But like at the end of the day, like. You couldn't play with me even if you wanted to because exactly. you're not where I'm at. That's and I feel like if I was in that position, I always think of Beyonce or you know the higher up because beyond you never see Beyonce arguing or just interacting with positive, I mean negative energy or comments. You know she doesn't even stoop to that level or bring that energy towards her. So that's what every time I think of stuff like that, I always think of the higher up celebrities who don't entertain the negativity. You know, I feel like going the higher route, especially when you're in a high position, is always the way to go. Definitely. And especially because you're in a higher position, like you don't see Elon Musk arguing with nobody in the comments. You don't right. see Bill Gates arguing with nobody in the comments. You don't see Beyonce in the arguing in the comments arguing with anybody mm-hmm. because they had better things to do than to respond to somebody who's still trying to figure out their life. Right. Like you're sitting behind on your phone in debt, and I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> to put it simply, yeah, like. I wouldn't. I, I don't even like going back and forth with people right now. Yeah, me. I like to fight. 
by the way, if y'all want to know. <laughs> I don't like the fuss. I like the fight. <laughs> I'm joking, y'all. I'm joking. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, so let's talk about, like, the process of starting your um clothing brand business, okay. et cetera. So, like, what are the steps that you took, like, and, like, how did they get you to where you are? Right. So, if you guys have any questions about starting your own clothing brand, please follow me. Feel free to DM me at 1-A-U-D-E-N, 1-Auden. That's my name. The number one. The number one. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. But, so, basically what I explain to everybody is a business startup. You need a vendor which is me, which is where I come into play. You need a plan, an email, social media platforms, and a domain name. A domain name, you know, is www.suchandsuch.com. You know, that's a domain. That's mm-hmm. the that's the five things that you guys will need to just start, you know. And then you got to so worry about, about no. So how much about like how much did that all cost you if you don't mind sharing that? Um a pretty penny. It's like I'm joking. <laughs> it was uh I'm not really sure. Like I really didn't have an amount. And I understand some people will have to use that last, you know, to start that business. I would say the vendor, the vendor the plan. I would say $2,000. You got to have a minimum of $2,000 or 2500 to start. Because I feel like the first one to three years of your business, you won't see profit. Because I feel like you put so much in, and when you get it back, that's just the reimbursement, you know, and plus the profit. But once you have make the profit, you got to put it back into your business. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like you need a good amount to start. So wait a minute. So twenty five hundred, like that's not a lot of money, but to some people no. that is a lot of money. Like, you know, the cost of living has like rose. It 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 has risen, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like um I feel like according to like generations before us, like 2500 that's a lot of money. So, how much like you 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 think that's the for real minimum? Honestly, I just threw a number out there. But oh, I'm gosh. thinking about <laughs> I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about clothing prices like you know. Oh, the right, right, right. Story. But I forgot this is definitely a clothing brand, so you're going to need the inventory, Products, you're going to need the the logo design you're gonna need the web design i mean you don't need the web design but you're gonna have to have a design on your shirt like you right. you wanted the graphic or you want the minimalistic look type thing so all of these exactly. things are gonna cost money but if you're like aren't you um you're running a thing for uh to help people start their business yeah so currently right now I'm so currently right now I'm take I mentor I'm a men, like I have mentees I help people start their business 
show them the ropes, the ins and outs. Like I said before, you know, because some people don't know where to start. So, so that's my job. So are like things like that going to be in the program? Like yeah, how much certain vendors cost, how much inventory you should start out with, mm-hmm. how how much like how much your web design should be, what are good places to have, like what are good places to sell your um, platform to sell your clothing things on, like besides your domain, like what if somebody wants to sell it on Shopify or yes. things of that matter, would it include all of that? Yeah, all of, all of that is included. And you know, I'm always available. Everybody that I mentor has my number. If I don't cover something, because you know, if I don't cover something, then they'll ask me about it. And I always will give them an answer and give them help because I'm always there for them. Definitely. But, um, yeah. um, But I want to touch on something that you had said. Um, You were saying that, like, well, you were saying that, um, you know, some people might use their last to start their business. But I also, I just wanted to put this out there. Like, I feel like if you're starting a business, I feel like you should have another source of income. Like, when you're of starting off, I, I truly don't think that you should solely put, like, focus on your business just because, like you said, you're not really making profit until you, like, two, three years in. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not really seeing really any money. So, I feel like when you have another source of income that takes the stress of trying to be so perfect and trying to have everything right and trying to monetize so quickly off of your business where you can actually work on perfecting it and getting it to where where it needs to be. Like, you're not moving so fast, but you're moving correctly. Right. It's not about it's not about making it to the finish line first, but you want to make it to the finish line correctly and have it in order. And make sure when you're almost at the finish line, you want to be at a good pace. You know, you don't want to be breathing hard, your chest burning. You get what I'm saying? Like, you want to be prepared for everything. So what I want to tell everybody is never look at someone else's success or growth because everybody moves at a different pace. Never compare yourself. Never just get jealous or, you know, just never look at that because everybody moves at a different pace. And, like, um, not even only in business or entrepreneurship, just in life in general because, like, at the end of the day, I was just, I say this all the time, nobody is going to be you and you can't be anybody else. Exactly. Everybody is their own person. Everybody's business is different. Everybody has their own lane. The moment you look to your left or your right, that's when you begin to throw yourself off. Comparison is the killer of dreams. Right. Because why would I sit here and compare myself to Beyonce when I can't sing, nor can I dance, I can't perform, like... You can't perform, but... (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Give me my Oscar now, thank you. (laughs) No, that's acting. Uh, but that's still a performance. <laughs> it's still a performance. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, you let it a little super hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it again. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, like, um, we're in two different ages. We do two different things. She's already successful in what she does. She has already mastered what she, what she is good at. While I'm still just getting my feet in and starting to swim, you know what I mean? 
And at the end of the day, like you said, I don't compare myself to anybody else because I'm not anybody else. Nobody could ever be Janaya. Right. Nobody. And I would, Janaya doesn't want to be anybody else. Right. But, um, yeah, I think, um, I think though, I feel like knowing your individual, like embracing your individuality is a big, I feel like that's kind of a big part of entrepreneurship or just having a business because if you don't know who you are, how are you going to identify your brand and who your brand is? Like, I feel like your brand should be a part of you. It doesn't have to be, but it, it represents you. This is something that you built. This is something that you put your time and your character and your effort. I mean, unless you already got billions of dollars and you just hear, here's the money and mm-hmm. I just need some, I'm just buying this to make more money. Right. But a lot of us aren't doing that. A lot of us are building these businesses from the ground up. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um... Um, so social media, back to the social media, because social media is a big part of business, especially in this day and age. Yes. Like social media is a huge part. And it's definitely a part that I feel like I still struggle with. Not that I struggle with, that I have just not applied all of my knowledge to and all of my, um, effort, unfortunately. But I feel like um, with social media, like, I mean, with everything in life, consistency is key. But on social media, you have to be consistent. Like, you have yeah. to be consistent as a, as a bill collector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you you need to be bill collector consistent because every single day that bill collector is calling your mother's phone, talking about some, yeah, um, it's just Sarah. No, it's not Sarah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you need. They want to see you every day. Engage, inspire, promote. You know, I, I told you I'll be watching um jazz on Yay, and that's what she said. Engage and promote, and mm. that sounds good, but actually doing it. A different story. A different story. It's a full-time job. It definitely is, but you definitely have uh, many platforms that help you uh, schedule like all your content ahead. You can hire people like social media managers and things of that such mm-hmm. to manage all of your social media and um, things like that. Um, but, you know, as of right now, it's me. I am the social media manager. You are it. And the content creator. And the content planner. And all the above. But, you know, that just comes with starting a business from scratch. Um, you know, I think I actually just enjoy building a business. Mm-hmm. Like, in, like, enjoying the fruits of the labor. Right. I think that's the best part. Do you feel like you've always been a businessman? Honestly, yeah. Because my my grandfather, you know, my mother, my dad, like, I feel like I was always brought around that. So, I just adapt and just learn a lot from them. 
So I feel like, yeah, that's like it's always been in my blood. But I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do for a while. And I, just, you know. I think that's crazy. Like we always get the we always got asked like when we were younger, what did we want to be when we grew up? And like I personally for me, I always threw out some random answer like how I felt at that moment, but I really <laughs> didn't envision like what exactly I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't I mean I envisioned it, but what I was saying didn't go with that vision. Right. Like at one point I wanted to be a lawyer. At one <laughs> point I wanted to be a nurse. At one point I wanted to be a pilot. At one point I mean not a pilot, a freight attendant. Like just I wanted like, to be a scammer, but Huh? It's like, it's like, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> anyway. I know. Sorry. Oh my god. Back to the regular program. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like did what did you say like when they asked you would you group would you want to be when you grew up? I honestly said a TV. Because I wanted all eyes on me. Right. Because you know I'm a star. Are you a... Is this a joke? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I'm joking. I'm joking. But honestly, I always said I wanted to be a realtor, a lawyer. Um, That's it. I really really wanted to be a lawyer for a while. I feel like in school... You know, when I was in school and they was asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I feel like my first my my first thing went to money. Like Yeah, how much does that person make? Yeah. Why and what profession was gonna make me the most money? And I feel like a lot of times that's what they kinda uh honed in on school. That's how society is though. Right. And like that's why our parents push us to go to college because I, they feel like college is like the golden ticket to a nice mm-hmm. fat paying job. When if we're if we're really being honest, it's not. But it's but I'm gonna say this. I feel like for some people it is because some people want to be lawyers. Some people want to be teachers. You know, it depends on your profession. Like if you're if you want to be a lawyer, you're gonna have to go to law school and you're gonna have to do all those years in school because those are the requirements in order to do that. But yeah. If you're like, if you want to be like an entrepreneur or like a businesswoman, I'm not saying don't go to school because I'm in school right now. Like, school is very good for you. School, it helps you gain a lot of knowledge. It gives you a good experience, but it's not necessary. Like, it's not needed. If you don't have the funds to cover school, then like you can start your business. There's plenty of books out here. Definitely, you you don't you don't limit your knowledge just because you're not in school. Right. And you should always be learning something new. That's what an entrepreneur is. Once you stop learning is once you be- stop becoming an entrepreneur. Because and I feel like you will never stop learning. That's just you, a, as a as being a person, period. I mean, like, that's only if you, if you don't want to stop learning. Because right. some people definitely do. They like to limit their knowledge to what they know or their experience in life. But you don't experience everything. Right. You, you, you just, I mean, like, I, I don't want to say it's impossible because nothing is impossible, but it's very hard to experience every single perspective of life, you uh, know? Yeah. So school definitely, I feel like would definitely put you in a better position. 
Of course. As far as the knowledge, because like I've only attended one year of college, but I feel like I've learned so much as it as it pertains to business. Right. While I've been in college, because I I mean I go to the illustrious Quackenland University. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You. You already know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I'm a business administration major, and I like I said, I learned a lot just in my first year of college. So school is definitely a good. It, it's, an, it's a good investment. I want to say, especially because I'm not. A, I'm not going to be in debt. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I, I'm blessed. <laughs> Highly favored too. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah. Um, school is. I can't. But I. It's sad to say, but I honestly did not learn anything in high school. Mm, that's argument. Argu- argument. How you say? That? I mean, uh, argument. That's argue. That's arguable, but I mean, <laughs> just for me personally, <laughs> that's just for me personally. Like when I when school ended abruptly in like March, you know, I'm not that same person. But anything that I've learned that I feel like have helped me substantially in life, or anything that has helped my growth and development, it had nothing to do with high school. I feel like high like high school was literally just a phase in my life that, was, I, that was I mandatory. Feel- yeah, I feel like high school was just, uh, like just running a lap around a track, fifty thousand times. Like it just was a waste of time. Just, I feel like school was a waste of time because they, I feel like they really don't teach you and get you ready for the real world. It's because in school, in college too, they teach you how to be a worker. Yeah, I said this before. Look, we in high school. We there for eight hours. We get a 30-minute lunch break. And we have, we're told what to do and when to do it. We have to ask to use the bathroom. Like, they school teaches you how to be a worker. They don't teach you how to start your own business. They don't even teach you how to do your taxes. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you how to be a, a productive adult. They also don't teach you about your mental health. Like, don't they don't teach you how to take care of yourself. They don't teach you how to figure out different triggers because like I feel like a lot of times this is what they expect to be taught at home but as a black kid in America our parents are still dealing with the trauma that their parents gave them and their parents are still dealing with their trauma so we literally have generational trauma being passed down and it's on us to stop that and like they aren't a lot of in a lot of homes they aren't being taught these things outside of school because their parents are trying to work, trying to support and them. Because they don't know how to, they don't have a solution to it as well, you know? Right. Like, they can't teach their kids something that they don't even know. Like, yeah. for example, finan- like just financial wealth, mm-hmm. for example. Black families, black mothers, fathers, whatever you want to, you know, the parent of the household, doesn't know how to teach their kids about being financially stable because they don't know how to be financially stable. How that's and that's why they expect that, and that's why the parents expect their kids to learn that in school, but they don't. And 
the school expect mm. the kids to be taught that at home. So it's just a whole bunch of conf- confusion because everyone expects the kids to learn this and know this, but some people don't know it. You know, their parents but, don't know. I feel like if we really being honest, though, I feel like that's really just another case of the system failing black people in general because I feel like it's been like this for years like since schooling even started I mean like back in like segregation but if you really think back to it like back then we already know like not saying that they were ignorant but they were not financially literate like they they didn't have the they didn't have the realm to be financial literate financially literate because they didn't really have any finances. Like they didn't have it. They weren't wealthy. Not saying that they weren't. They weren't any black wealthy people, but majority of black people were poor, and they literally can't teach their kids about this because they don't know. But all these rich white people are passing this down to their children. Their children are passing it down. So I feel like that's just another case of. The black the system failing black people, but you know, that's neither that's something that's gonna make us stronger at the end. You know. That's something that we're gonna I don't know. I'm just taking a positive route of things, you know. (laughs) Like we're gonna one day we're gonna learn it. And we're gonna teach it. I feel like I was gonna say we need to teach it, like we need to teach our kids, we need to teach our peers. I'm I don't know, I'm not teaching I mean I'm it depends, but we need to teach. We need to teach all our all our peers. Like a lot of our peers don't know about their credit. I mean, a lot of our peers got bad credit. How do you have bad credit? And you at you eighteen. But the thing is, sometimes parents put things in their kids' name and mess mm-hmm. up their credit at a young age. Parents stop doing that. That's terrible. We come on, do better. You setting no. your kid. Even if you don't want better for yourself, you should want better for your kids. Always, like if you're setting anything up in your child's name, it should be for them so they can have good credit for like, them to better themselves and be at an advantage in this messed up world. But I definitely feel like you should start. I feel like some parents should definitely start building their kids' credit at a young age. Like I feel like that would definitely put them in a better position when they hit eighteen and are, are able to actually use it. So, like, they can have their first car without co-signing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you should help. You should build their credit. You should teach your kids how to save. I didn't... I did not... Nobody taught me how to save. I, <laughs> nobody taught me how to save. Um, but, I mean, like, I'm still teaching myself. I'm still learning because, you know, priorities and whatnot. But... Adults. Like, fake at all day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, um, yeah, definitely teach your kids how to save, teach your kids about credit. Uh, I feel like everybody should go read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like, Rich Dad, Poor Dad literally changed how I looked at money, changed how I, how I viewed my financial literacy, and it made me want to become more financially literate. Mm-hmm. Why am I like, not done reading that book yet? But. I don't know. I, and I was listening to this podcast, and it like literally everybody, everybody who was on the podcast said that Rich Dad Poor Dad changed how they looked at money. Like, mm. 
and it really does that for you because it puts it he puts it into two different perspectives. He shows you what his rich dad thinks and he shows you what his poor dad thinks and he shows you the outcome of both mindsets. Right. And it's really good. Now if you're anything like me, like I needed to listen to it just because I need to do something else while I'm listening to the book. Mm-hmm. So like I'll clean my room or you know do some work while I'm listening to the book just because like that's just how my mind works that's how I focus right but it definitely is a very good book but like uh, a lot of things did throw me off like the fact that he like he's supportive of Donald Trump um like him and Donald Trump are cool but Donald Trump is a money mogul like I don't I don't want to say all all racism aside but because you can't put we that can't in never yeah you can't but put I get that what you're right but he 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 one thing he about is his money right. and you you just really had to take certain things certain qualities from people and like that's it you know you had to take certain knowledge from people like I would never take his mindset just because I'm not that type of person mm-hmm. but you know. Some things are pretty useful. Like I said, he he's about his money. He's about his money. But um, I think that's it. Anything else you want to say to the people? I just want to say thank you for having me. I feel <laughs> delighted. You know, very special. The chosen <laughs> one, as they call me. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm making up fake nicknames, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. But, but no, I don't really want I just wanna I this is for you know all the people that's listening to this, all the entrepreneurs, future entrepreneurs. Invest in yourself. Never bet on yourself. If you not wanna bet on anything in this world, bet on yourself. If you work hard, if you have a plan, strategies you will do everything you say you will do. But it all starts somewhere. So I'm sorry. Um and just to top that off, I wanna say follow your dream and nobody else like if somebody if you share your dream with somebody else and they're not they don't react how you want them to react or they're not as happy as you are about your dream. It's because they can't see it because it's not their dream. You know what I mean? They're, they don't understand because it's not their dream. They can't vision it because it's not their dream. So when they try to project their fears onto you about your dream, you have to take that with a grain of salt because they can't see what you see. They can't right. vision what you're visioning. And also... You're not like, and when you're in, when you're in the beginning process of starting your business or starting your entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey, just remember, like, the sky the sky isn't the limit. You can't tell me the sky is the limit when there's footprints on the moon. Mm-hmm. But right. also, you're not you're not doing something small, so you're not gonna go through small things. You're not asking whoever you believe in. You're not asking God. You're not asking the universe for something small. So you're not going to go through small things. But to finish this off, I just want to say thank everybody for listening. 
I want to say thank you, Auden, for um, coming and chatting with me. You know, but this is really how our conversations usually go. Yeah. This <laughs> is, like, honestly, this is just how we always talk. We always are business-minded, Come up with, coming up with ideas. That's why I love talking to her. It's just, it comes natural, you know, with us. Yeah, definitely, because we're like-minded people, and we say this all the time, like, you need to surround yourself with like-minded people, because you find yourself trying, like, you find yourself saying different things or doing different things, and the people around you don't understand why, because they're not like-minded. And sometimes it's okay for people not to understand your plan. It's okay. As long as you understand it, go with it. If nobody's going to support you, like you will. So always make sure you're going 110% for yourself. I say this, and I was just talking about this. Nobody really knows what they're doing. Yeah. Nobody really knows what they're doing. Just do it. Just do it. So hopefully, once you guys like this video, it will be a part two if you guys want me to be back. (laughs) (laughs) So do me a favor. Like this podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. This is only a beginning to a great thing. Yes, this is an inside look into a successful entrepreneur in the making. I can't wait to change that. Like at a certain point, I'm gonna change my intro to yes. an, a successful entrepreneur. But sure. we'll get there in due time. In due time. Mm-hmm. But once again, thank you for chatting with me. No problem. Um, have a nice one. Stay safe. I love you. I love you more. Bye-bye. Bye.